Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. How in the world have you been? It has been a ridiculous amount of time since we were on the air, and I apologize for that. I'm not going to get into all the reasons of why, all that's been going on, and all these types of things for the sake of time. Um, today, what we're going to talk about is, is an interesting title. I'm sure you already see it um, in the heading there. But Lady Wisdom, Receiving Counsel from the First of Yahweh's Ancient Works. Now, now, what kind of strange verbiage is this? Lady Wisdom, receiving counsel from the first of Yahweh's ancient works. Well, we're going to get to that in just a moment. Um, before we get started, though, I do want to talk about how grateful I am for, for y'all who follow the program. Over the last 30 days, uh, maybe even 60 now, I've lost track, and, and, and again, we're not going to rehash why, there's been so many people that have emailed us from different places in the country. Um, a lot of them first-time listeners that have that have kind of come along here in the fall for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, just with some questions about just different things we share here on the program and just topics that we like to bring up and ask questions and say, this is something I don't understand. Maybe this text is telling us an answer, or what do you think about this, or I believe this is concrete, this is clear. Whatever the case, I'm, we've had people that have been contacting us, just asking us questions and reaching out to us, telling us there's some camaraderie in the Spirit about what the Father's teaching us here in our household. And so I'm very thankful for that. And then there's been others in my life, um, some that I've known a long time, and others that have been recently added by the Father into my life that are very encouraging about the podcast. And that that means more to me than most people will ever know. And so I just want to thank you, if you're tuning back into this, uh, for being patient. And I'm not going to make any promises. I don't know what Father's doing. Uh, I told a brother this morning on the phone, man, I don't know. I, who, what are we doing? Who am I? What What is Father saying? Um. <laughs> I guess that's just a season or maybe it's the rest of my life. Whatever the case, I'm content to, to just sit here and keep my, keep my gaze on him the best I know how. And, and what we're going to talk about today is, is going to help us, I believe, to be um, helpful, to, to allow us to mature and, and remain steadfast, diligent into all of the goings-on of, of this age, of our lives, the lives of our children and, and perhaps grandchildren. Um, the Word of God is our, is our everything. You know, I, I often hear people, I'm in different, I'm in such different uh, types of gatherings and assemblies and beliefs, and it's so interesting how complex my life is as far as my getting together with people within the body of Messiah. It, it, I should do an episode on that. It's, it's quite fascinating, the, the, the flavors, if you will, of the body that, that we're just within right now. And so I get all this very different um, type of discussion and, and understanding and doctrinal positions and all these things. And it's just such an interesting thing to, to really just kind of gaze upon the broad status of the church. It's, it's, we could spend all day talking about that. But this that I'm going to share today, I believe Father led me to this morning as I was just reading through the first several verses of Proverbs, or chapters rather, 
and and I want to I want to spend a little bit of time in chapters one through nine. And in all honesty, I have stuff typed up like I always do, a, a very loose outline, if you will. But I'm not really sure what we're going to read in the text specifically outside of a certain chapter or two. We might read the whole thing. I don't know. And so, you know, this this could be very long um, or it could be very concise. I'm just not quite sure yet. Um, But again, to get to the title, it's quite intriguing, I believe. Lady Wisdom, Receiving Counsel from the First of Yahweh's Ancient Works. Now, if we know anything about Proverbs, we know the the similarities between Yeshua and wisdom. And, you know, we know that that Yeshua, the Son, was pre-existent. Um, of course, pre-incarnate, before he became flesh and blood, he was what? Seated in the highest heaven, in, in, enthroned, eternal. Um, <laughs> all the imagery of the Word and all these things that we know, of course. And there's a lot of similarities between the, the eternalness of, of Yeshua with wisdom in measure. And I want to talk about that for a minute, and that's why I put the subtext in there in the title about receiving counsel from the first of Yahweh's ancient works, because it's fascinating when we peer into what the Scripture talks about, which we will get to, of course, lady wisdom, the she and her and she and her, and all this specific verbiage that's used um, to address wisdom. And so Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of Yahweh is what? The beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So straight out of Proverbs, we, we have a, a line, if you will, where, where those who are even in the beginning stages of knowledge are identified by the ones who what? Who have a fear, a proper fear. And we know that to mean reverence and awe and submission and all these other things. Quite lengthy, of course, what it means to rightly fear Yahweh Elohim. But fools, however, despise, hate, loathe, wisdom, and instruction. And in in the introductory chapters of Proverbs, as I've already mentioned, primarily 1 through 9, we see several individuals that present counsel to mankind. Now, we're not going to cover all of it, and of course, this is not in-depth, extensive or to the utmost uh, parts of Proverbs and all that it entails. But as usual, we're just going to kind of skim along here and dive down a little and come back up and just see what the Father teaches us today. So some characters that we're going to discuss in this episode, the foreigner adulteress, depending on what version you read, and there's different um, labels for, for some of these individuals, we'll say, the foreign adulteress or, the, or lady folly, um, in chapter 9 of Proverbs, she's also called the foolish woman, quite simply. Um, there is a father that is within the text, in, in 1 through 9 specifically. And then the primary character, the, the primary individual, if you will, is Lady Wisdom. Wisdom. Okay? Now, we're told primarily in chapter 8 that she is created. Um, yet she's equally ancient. Okay? And so, like, I just want to... I want to attempt to, to paint this picture of Lady Wisdom as, as Proverbs begins to display her to us. And, and I'm going to skip to chapter 8 on purpose to kind of lay a foundational work of, of who is this Lady Wisdom. 
Um, because as we'll see in a moment, but I just want to draw out and highlight, quote, before the mountains were settled, she was, okay? And so there are literal lists of rewards for those who heed her counsel, which we will get to. Um, but to find out exactly who, in, in some measure, this lady wisdom is, we have to go to chapter 8, um, Proverbs chapter 8, to find out some attributes of this, of this lady wisdom that kind of comes about midway down, but I want to read the whole chapter. Get your Bible out, hit pause if you'd like, um, and let's follow along and pay attention to what this is telling us. Does not wisdom call and understanding lift up her voice? On top of the heights beside the way where the path meet, the paths meet, she takes her stand. This is such good imagery. If you have a good imagination like me, I would challenge you to stop and think about and visualize what we're told here in the scriptures. Verse 3, beside the gates at the opening to the city, at the entrance of the doors, she cries out, To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O naive ones, discern prudence. This naive ones there is just the simple ones. O fools, discern wisdom. Listen, for I shall speak noble things, and the opening of my lips will produce right things. My mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the utterances of my mouth are righteousness. Okay? Anything that Lady Wisdom speaks to us through the scriptures here, that all this counsel that's going to come, all the utterances of her mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing crooked or perverted in them. They are all straightforward to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Okay, so let's just pause for a second. We can't do this the whole time or this will take hours. But let's just put this into the filter of our lives. Okay, as, as we labor to know what's true, as this age is fascinated, captivated, obsessed with digging out the truth, finding the truth. We know, as I always say on here, we know truth, we know truth, we know truth. No, I know truth. How do we know what's true? How do we know? What am I always saying? Only spiritual men with discernment and maturity and, and devouring God's word will ever have any shot at knowing any shred, any ounce of truth in this hour. Okay, so if... If what we hear is found coming from the mouth of wisdom, we can trust that there is nothing crooked or perverted in those utterances of her mouth. They are all in righteousness, all straightforward. Verse 10, take my instruction and not silver, knowledge rather than choicest gold. Wisdom is better than jewels and all desirable things cannot compare with her. Okay, so this, if we're not careful, we'll just keep breezing by this because it's just kind of Bible talk, right? Gold, silver, jewels. It doesn't have any relevance to us today. But what this is making clear in the biblical understanding, of course, the, the, the writer and the reader would have understood, this is of great value. This is a great, great, great value to the listener of the instruction, better than the, the finest things. We don't even have a comparison. What are you going to say? It's finer than a Maserati? Well, who really cares, right? But in this understanding of the writer, again, they are trying to make it clear the best way they knew how, and we could today the same, 
Imagine the greatest, finest possession you could ever have. The instruction of Lady Wisdom far surpasses all of that stuff. It's greater than any other thing. Verse 12, I wisdom dwell with prudence and I find knowledge and discretion. The fear of Yahweh Elohim is to hate evil, pride and arrogance in the evil way, and the perverted mouth I hate. Perverted mouths. We could talk about that. It's not just what we've been taught. Counsel is mine. Wisdom, sound wisdom. I am understanding. Power is mine. By me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. By me, princes rule and nobles and all who judge rightly. I love those who love me. And those who diligently seek me will find me. Does that sound familiar? It's an attribute of the Father. Riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth, righteousness. My fruit's better than gold, even pure gold. My yield is finer than choicest silver. I walk in the way of righteousness, in the midst of the paths of justice. 22. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. From everlasting I was established, from the beginning, from the earliest times of the earth, which is why I titled this, Receiving Counsel from the First of Yahweh's Ancient Works. This is a first fruits reality. We don't have time to get into all these layers. Dig these things out for yourself if you would like. This is kind of a good starter. Oh, make a note on that. Lady Wisdom. Wisdom was the first fruits. A father's creation. There's layers within this. Okay? Again, Yahweh Elohim possessed me at the beginning of his way, at the origin of it all. Before his works of old, before his ancient works. From everlasting I was established, from the beginning, from the earliest times of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled. Before the hills, I was brought forth. While he had not yet made the earth and the fields, nor the first dust of the world. When he established the heavens, I was there. Okay, do you understand the, the, the clarity <laughs> that, was, that was... I mean, this is extensive to get the point across, I would say, that I, this is where I've been today, is there is a clear reason that we are told that wisdom was pre-existent of all of the world that we know. Now, that may sound simple, but I'm telling you it's not. There's, there's, and we're, gonna, we're going to dig out some of these layers in this, in this series or episode or whatever it is, whether it's one or 100. But that's what we're going to talk about. That Lady Wisdom is ancient. She was with the Father when the, the earth was, was formed and created. And, and we're going to, I'm going to get ahead of myself, so let's keep reading. When he made firm the skies, when he inscribed a circle on the face of the deep, when the springs of the deep became fixed, when he set for the sea its boundary, so that the water should not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, I was beside him then as a master workman. I was daily his delight. 
rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the world, his earth, having my delight in the sons of men. Listen, sons of men, blessed are they who keep my ways. Heed instruction and be wise and do not neglect it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at my doorposts. For he who finds me finds life. Now, we reference the Father, but who does this sound like? The Father, he who diligently seeks me will find me, is what wisdom said in verse 17. And here, in verse 35, for he who finds me finds life. Sounds like Yeshua to me. The life, the way, the truth. And he obtains favor from Yahweh. But he who sins against me injures himself, and those who hate me love death. Now, this, this, this hate me is, is interesting, and we're going to launch into the, the discussion part here for just a moment. Is That's an enemy. It's enemy verbiage. You are against me. In other words, if you, if you are not receiving my counsel and my instruction, you're my enemy. And, and if we follow that pattern throughout the scriptures, when Yahweh talks about that, he's basically saying you, it's harsh, but I'm against you. You are trying, trying to thwart my agenda, my plan, my authority. And so let's talk about that for a few minutes. Um, wisdom must be our teacher. In order to enable us to, to assist in the ushering in the order that Yahweh brought to pass. Now listen to this because this is kind of the, the, the crux of what I want to get across in this. Wisdom delights in Father's ways. Okay, that's just what we've read in just chapter 8 alone. She, the, this, this imagery of her at creation watching the works of the Father unfold, watching the separation of the waters. If you understand that at all, the, the heavens are, are I, what is it? It's, it's, it's directly related to Hebrew mayim. If my wife was right here, she'd help me. But it's the waters, and they were, they were separated, and there was an expanse, and you have the heavens, and you have all these things. And wisdom watched this happen. Wisdom was a master workman in it all, Okay. She delights in Father's ways, from creation to order to humanity in all of Father's design. Now, this will be a primary component of this episode, so please take note of what I just said. Wisdom was a part of all of Father's original creation design. A, and not just a casual observer either, but a, a partaker in it. Now, in chapter 4, just for the sake of time, we're not going to have time to go into all this, but a father shows up. He is constantly directing us to wisdom. And in this chapter, he, this father character, he informs us of promises that are made, fruits, if you will, to those who listen to wisdom's counsel. Verse 6, we'll we'll read that out of chapter 4. Do not abandon her wisdom... She will guard you, love her wisdom, and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is, okay? (laughs) There are so many things within this word of God that literally answers all of the questions and concerns of our heart. I just need wisdom. How do I, 
What is wisdom? How do we know what it is? The beginning of wisdom is, it doesn't get any more plain than this, acquire wisdom. And with all your possessions, acquire understanding. Prize her. She then will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a garland of grace. She will present you with a crown of beauty. Now, chapter 7, a little bit further on, the Father tells us of another character that is within this um, context here of, of Proverbs 1 through 9, and in other places as well. But depending on your version, she is listed as the foreign adulteress. And as we'll see, she is an enticer, yet she is also a slayer, and her ways lead to Sheol. Man, there's so many, there's so, we could parallel her, this, this woman of folly, this foreign adulteress, and put her side by side with Lady Wisdom, and it's very intriguing, it's very fascinating. And to the casual observer and the deaf ear with no discernment, I would say they'll be indiscernible. Which one's which? I don't know. We'll get a little bit into why um, that would be possible for the foolish man to get them confused. Um, I'm not going to read chapter 7, I don't believe, right now. But let, let's look real briefly back at um, chapter 8, verse 15. This, this is pretty fascinating to me. Wisdom tells us that by her, quote, kings reign or govern, and princes make just laws, or they decree justice. So, so according to her, those, those who listen to her counsel will govern and make laws or decree justice according to her counsel, according to her, her definition of justice, which we know we establish clearly is righteousness, unwavering, perfect. And the Hebrew word in, in this text right here, specifically in chapter 8, verse 15, is a righteous decree that is literally carved out in order to establish a perfect governmental order. Now, listen to what I'm going to say about this just for a mere moment, because I have to touch on this every time we're there, because I see throughout the body of Messiah such a militant, natural, earthly, governmental authority angst within so many men about how we have to take Torah or have to take the Word of God and, and all that it tells us and instructs us about justice and fairness and righteousness, and we try to cram it into a national system. And brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, it is a futile endeavor. You cannot, will not, never will be able to take this this counsel of wisdom and cram it into a worldly system, including these United States of America. You cannot do it. You cannot do it. The, the earthly kingdoms of men understanding towards justice alone is not the justice of the Word of God. It is not the justice of wisdom. It's not. It cannot contain it. We are in an age where we are awaiting a restoration period where all of this that is here, including this nation, will be brought to her knees, destroyed, and be. <laughs> it has to all come down. It's a prophecy that's sure as anything. 
all the kingdoms of men must fall down in order that there will be a hope for a new Jerusalem reality where the king himself, capital K, rules and reigns in perfect governmental authority with no flaw, no error, no injustice, perfect, perfect righteousness. And friend, if you're, if you're laboring every moment on your computer to find out all of the patriotic dreams of this nation and how every verse fits America, friend, you will be exhausted to no end and you will be miserable and distracted and frustrated to no end as well. Why? Because the Word of God and its governmental authority cannot be forced into a kingdom of men. And that has to be mentioned every single time this comes up because I see it in so many individuals. Personally, firsthand, I'm not talking about watching the news because I don't. In real life, men and women, the constant cycle of trying to cram wisdoms, governmental rule and reign, and perfect righteousness into a fallen kingdom of men. As I started, it's a futile endeavor. So please be cautious and, and ask yourself if you're doing that in any way. We are called to do all these things that we don't have time to mention. To what? To bring any others in that are on the outside of the people of Yahweh Elohim into the fold of his children. Why? <laughs> We become a, a nation, a, a people. You were, you were once not a people, and I've made you a people, a capital P. That's why this program exists, because I had that revelation years ago, not long ago. But this people is what? We are awaiting a land. That's, that goes back to the, the series about a sojourner, all the talking about a sojourner. Looking for a land. All the stuff we see about the saints, what are they doing? They're awaiting a better country. Awaiting it. We know this isn't it. It's yet to come. And wisdom, I believe, is saying there is a carved out way of, of a decree of a perfect righteous government. I saw it established, she could say, at creation, but it's fallen. It's corrupted, and I'm beckoning anyone to come in and to receive counsel towards laboring now in ourselves. And we could get into all that about how we establish that right governmental authority in our hearts and in our minds and in our homes. But it is a yet to come. It is a yet before us in fulfillment reality where there will be one land, one king, and one governmental rule. Perfection. And until then, until then, we seek wisdom's counsel on what to do in the here and now, which is what we're going to get to. Now, interestingly, before we move on, we see this word about this, this decree of justice. <coughs> Excuse me. It appears again 14 verses later in, in um, 829. And we read it, of course, but Yahweh gave a decree, a carved out order, all the way back at creation, 829 says this, when Yahweh set for the sea its boundary so that the water should not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, and it goes on to talk about this, he, he decreed things, he, he spoke things into place, and by, because, he's, because he's Yahweh and there's none like him and what he says goes, 
and he's the creator and he can do anything with his creation, including speaking it into existence. He spoke into existence a perfect righteous order. Now, I'm making this point for a reason, so please stay with me. Because Lady Wisdom is calling you today, friend. She's calling me. She's beckoning us today. All the imagery we see in Proverbs where, where she's a woman at the edge of her house and she's calling anyone who will listen, come into my house, come into my house, come in here, receive counsel, receive wisdom, more precious than any other thing you've ever known, come in. And so we see this word about decreeing justice back with creation. And here's my point. Who was there? Who was there? And this should give us such such hope and excitement and encouragement that we've been given wisdom to give us counsel from the Father. Who was there when the original governmental order and creation itself was set in perfect motion? And I don't mean motion like the earth. I mean everything and every perfect function from everything. At that time, humanity itself. Even humanity was perfectly fashioned and set in place to perpetually do what it was created to do, which is the proper understanding of sanctification, which is what's beautiful about Messiah, because in Messiah, I can return to fulfill the function that I was created to do, which is worship and adore and walk laid naked before perfect intimacy with my Father Creator. Perfect. That's sanctification. That's my purpose, my reason for existence. So this lady wisdom, who was there at the first outset of creation? Who was literally present? Wisdom. So let me give you a little bit of a visual that I I would like to say Holy Spirit led me to today. You know, we're at 30 minutes. Let's, Let's make this part one. Let's just be spontaneous. We'll make this part one. I'll come back. I'll share with you what I'm, I'm confident in humility of what Father led me to within this reality. In this part specifically about Lady Wisdom being at creation and the speaking out and establishing of his governmental authority. So I invite you to come back for part two, which will absolutely be the conclusion. Maybe we'll read some more chapters of Proverbs. We'll see. This is Lady Wisdom. Receiving counsel from the first of Yahweh's ancient works. This is the Path to Zion podcast. Find us 24-7, pathdesign.com. Thank you for watching. Amen.